Welcome to Pirate Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Kristen and Karan. On this podcast, we are highlighting ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are pirates who take small, bold actions daily to create social change. Pirate life is all about rebelling and breaking the rules for good. Creating lasting social change starts by first breaking our inner rules. After all, the hardest rules to break are your own. The pirates we we highlight have dedicated themselves to to creating good trouble. And today on our podcast, we are talking with Ashley Mays. Ashley is a sex, love, and communication coach, and she helps men and women get over their sex hangups and relationship breakdowns to have even better sex and more fulfilling relationships. She is also the co-founder of Wild Awakened Women, an online community aimed at helping women awaken their power, strengthen their confidence, and embrace their sexuality and love their shadow. Welcome, Ashley. You are such a pirate. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and to connect with y'all and yeah, just talk about pirate shit. (laughs) All the best stuff. (laughs) Edit that one out. (laughs) The the, the bleep. So Ashley, you and I, we have a special relationship where you're one of the first people that began guiding me on my pirate journey. Um, And you've been by my side during stormy seas, celebrating with me through smooth waters. And I've learned and grown so much with you by my side. So I would love for you to take our listeners on a journey of um, what led you to becoming a pirate. Oh, I mean, there's, there's, there's the big story and the short story. Um, I'll go try to do somewhat in between. Um, But like, yeah, like Kristen had shared, like her and I have known each other for a few years, a couple of years. Um, And we we met at a common retreat that maybe some of the people, the listeners know about, Training Camp for the Soul. Um, I was one of the facilitators there. I did a lot of the integration side of things. And um, that plays into a lot of, I, I did the typical thing as a woman. Um, you know, I went to school, I met a boy, (laughs) fell in love, got married, you know, and then, and then that's when we actually started, um, doing a little different, you know, as far as we, we started a business, we started a CrossFit gym. Um, I was laid off from that job and, um, a job that I had, and I started to really, put myself into this business that my ex-husband now um, was creating. And I, looking back now, a lot of it was I, I, I sacrificed, I gave, I, I did all these things. I lost who I was, my vision, my goal for myself, because I thought, oh, this is what you do in a relationship. You, you do, your dreams are their dreams. And, and there is that, you know, there is, there is, you have these shared vision and, and shared core values. But what I ended up doing was losing a whole sense of myself and my life became his. 
Um, we started these other different businesses and all of that. And then, you know, we started, um, and, and really a lot of it is, um, I think of my, my previous marriage as, as my spiritual awakening. Um, because the life that we were going into had a step into this, you know, awareness of I'm in control of these things, these emotions, and how can I navigate that? And um, there was a lot of that happened in all of that. And it continued me not listening to my intuition um, and, and sacrificing myself in that relationship to point where, you know, we kept on doing this growth stuff and, and our communication actually during all of that, um, became so much better. We learned how to communicate. We were talking about our emotions and feelings that were coming up and, and experiencing them. And then when it, when it came down to, um, at the end, a lot of our patterns that we had in our relationship, we, we kept on playing in those and we couldn't step out of it. So for us, our decision was to completely separate and to dissolve that marriage so that he could um, be him and himself and not have to come to me to um, help him to make it happen. And for me to rise and do my own thing without having to depend on him. And, and so, so that really, you know, all of that, I started talking to couples and, and people about communicating, learning how to express our emotions and our feelings. Um, and then post, you know, divorce uh, separation is really when I started talking about more sex and having that conversation with, with people, not just couples, but just people in general, because our society has made sex be this taboo thing, you know, our education uh, around it is, you know, don't have sex until you're married or, oh, if you do, here's a condom. And there's actually no education around it. And then as couples, you know, we, we have these desires and there's the scary part about actually sharing that. And so, so really that's, that's how um, started really being more of a, a pirate, if you want to say, as far as like, I want to talk about these things that are uncommon taboo Mm -hmm. I love how you what you said about that because I mean I personally I grew up I went to Catholic school I got my sex education from nuns okay (laughs) (laughs) so um I remember um in sex ed in like grade seven you know being 12 whatever about that age and my sex ed I made a poster uh, that said, pet your cat, not your date. And that's what I recall from my sex ed from the nuns in Catholic school. And so it really, you know, that's just how we brought up. And my parents did a good, my mom, I would say my mom did a good job in, in, in teaching me what's going on with puberty and what, what, what is happening with my body. Um, and yet, there really was that the, the, all the message that I got from, you know, schooling was um, sex is bad. Sex is wrong. Don't do it until you're married. And then you just have lots of kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good that's, Catholic it, girl way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you do all this and then you reproduce and that's what it's supposed to be, but you actually don't communicate how you're feeling. Oh, and then there's just, then you get stuck into this like 
mundane way of being in a relationship. And, and there's so many different avenues that we can actually choose in a relationship of, of how we want to operate. Do we, do we want to have kids or not? And then when we have kids, how does that actually operate in our system? How can we have them be a part of our life versus being all of our life? Yeah, um, that's all beautiful too. <laughs> like being able to bring that in, um, have that conversation. And well, I had this question for later, but I want to ask it now since we're talking about sex education. You, part of your rebellion that you want to do is bringing sex education, better sex education into schools. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So um, this is funny. I was actually having a conversation with my, my brother last night. Um, and, and a lot of it is, I mean, like, you know, Catholic, I grew up Baptist. My dad's a preacher, you know, um, I almost went to like your Mormon, but I think that's just Mark calling it. <laughs> yeah, Adam, it wasn't Mormon. Adam, like, <laughs> I was like, wait, no, no, you, you had like a very religious mm-hmm. upbringing. And so, so there is this um, lack of education uh, because it is, it is uncomfortable to talk about. Um, and it also like the conversation impacts everyone in the family involved, mom and dad, and then the school system. And so but mom and dad don't always teach it. They rely on the school system. Mm-hmm. And then the school system is like, oh, I'm going to rely on mom and dad having this conversation. So there's actually ends up being very little and lack of a conversation. And, and a lot of what I want to do um, is, is just having the conversation around it, bringing it up to where sex is. A part of life. We are, we're, we're all here because of sex, right? And, and there's so much more that we can do around it. Sex, sex isn't just, you know, like reproducing, like that's a lot of what we're taught. Oh, you have sex, you're, you get married and you have sex and then you have kids. And yes, and there's so much more that can be had around that. And so like bringing it into the school system, because that might be a little bit more of a conversation to have later, but allowing it to be a part of the conversation, allowing children to know and understand, even even adults understanding their anatomy, how it works, how it operates, what's the function, right? Going into like understanding us as women, our cycles, how that operates in, in our relationships for ourselves and how to talk about it. And how to like learn to listen. It has to do with our intuition too, right? It's like learning to listen and then teaching, you know, men as well, little boys about, you know, their anatomy and how to have the conversation and, and how it operates and the responsibility of both parties, men and women, little boys, little girls of, of connecting with each other and then teaching both of them to like know what boundaries are. This is mine to touch. Going to mom and dad too, because sometimes that can, that can play into, you know, some, some trauma in, in our upbringing, but it was like, this is my anatomy. This is what it is. You can touch it, you know, or you can't, it's for me to touch. And then even going into um, really talking about the, the actual anatomy, it's called a vagina. And, and here's, here's when it can be appropriate to touch and not 
appropriate to touch. Mm -hmm. It's called a penis. Here's when you can touch it. And here's when it's appropriate not to touch it, you know, like not, you know, I remember growing up, I, I was learning my anatomy and I was like, oh, this feels good. And I'm like leaning up against a couch and I'm like, you know, oh, this feels good. And my, my mom came in and she saw me and her reaction was, oh my goodness, Ashley, no, go to your room. I was shamed you know, like, and, and not putting but you know, I was shamed for that. And so then that created my own story of like, well, if I touch myself, this is bad, this is naughty. And so, so it's, it's more about just educating and learning, like here, here is your anatomy. It's going to feel okay. It's going to feel good. You're learning it. And, and the more you can tap into it, here's what it's called and this and that, here's when you can do this. Here's when it's, you know, not appropriate it actually allows us to create so much more self-awareness and, and our boundaries and our values and all these things can come from it. And we have better relationships with ourselves and with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting because even the work that I do primarily with women in terms of like health and nutrition is really around like menstrual cycles. And I'm always I'm often surprised each time when, when even women, we don't understand the anatomy, um, the hormones, the, like the cycles that we live into. Um, and it's so important to educate and I'm educating, you know, grown women about their cycles that we just, we didn't learn, um, in school or from our parents or from anybody. Right. And so you're taking that one step further, um, or maybe a few steps further teaching women about their, their anatomy and their cycles and, and what everything means as, as well as men. And I think that's, or, you know, boys and girls. And I think it's so important because we're, we can be so ignorant about our own, our own bodies and what's going on. It shouldn't be a like mystical thing. Like it is magical, but yet it shouldn't be hidden and and secretive. And, um, I love that you're bringing that out to the open. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. You know, it's, it is, it's like, it's, we're such magical pirates of human beings. Right. And, and the more we can tap into our own pirateness, our own mystical, our own magical, the more that we can give into the world. Um, and, and, and the gifts that we give. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And it's, it's learning too. Like this was something I, I realized um, as I started coaching more of this was, you know, I had this thought that, oh, everyone's the same. Everyone's vagina looks like mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's menstrual cycle is similar to what I experience. And, and the more I started diving into it, I realized, oh, it's all different. We all have different anatomy. And so the more that I can learn my anatomy, the more I can communicate how to operate in, in the outer, you know, the external world too. Mm-hmm. The more I learn my internal world, the more I can, I can connect to the external too and communicate it. And so that, that was a part of it too, is like learning, like there's, there's different ways that our, our vagina looks, there's different, you know, penises. <laughs> and 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 shapes and sizes and it's all beautiful Mm -hmm. 
And then it's, it's just, it's learning how to operate those systems, right. And, and to be in, in um, self-discovery of learning what I like, what I don't like, and then learning how to communicate that with, with partners, you know, so going from like the children, like just teaching them about like their own anatomy. And then, and then that's going to evolve into when they come more adults and they're learning and they're connecting with people. Um, they can say yes to moments and they also know how to say no to moments, you know? And, and that's, that's the same as adults. It's like the more we learn and operate our inner system, we can say yes and no. Mm-hmm. And so with the work that you're doing, um, what does it mean for you to be a pirate in this, um, in this realm of what, how you're working? Yeah. So I think, I think y'all described it in, in the intro is it is to rebel, mm-hmm. right? Be, be, be different. And um, sometimes rebellious, you know, we, we can, we can create, especially if you're, you know, my hair is doing weird things, um, <laughs> if, especially in the, in the religious world, rebellion is considered bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really I look at rebellious being an expression it's really like this, like, I'm outside of the norm. Um, and that's, and that's what being, you know, to me as a pirate is, is really let's talk about the things. And, and for me, I love talking about sex. Like I want to have the conversation and making it being something that is in the school system. Mm-hmm. It's in relationships. It's in friendships. It's, it's, it is a common conversation, just like what's your favorite type of food? Yeah. And um, Ashley has been called a dirty old man by (laughs) (laughs) what she makes and the things that she'll say. It's true. It's true. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to call him out. Adam Chen. Adam Chen has called me the dirt, like a dirty old man. And I'm like, you're right. If I have an opportunity to take anything in that direction, I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to make some jokes about it. And, and it's, it's a lot of like lightening up because Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, and I think that's a part of being pirate too, there can be some serious things, right? There's these conversations, these topics, these things that are like uncomfortable. And, and it's about how can I, how can I make talking about sex be more playful? How can I make it more fun and be silly with it? Because it is a part of our life. And so like making it light to where that can bring into having conversations with your partner a little bit easier, right? Having those conversations with your children a little easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of being more pirate is, is learning to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable, right. And really <laughs> leaning into that and having those conversations. And, and like you said, making something that's serious and, and has been taboo for so long and making it playful and fun. Like that's what a great way to get the message across and to like, to share your, your rebellion. Mm-hmm. And so would you say your social rebellion is, really about opening up the communication about sex or, or what is your social rebellion? Yes, I would, I would say that is it's, it's, um, talking about it, 
like really opening up, like you said, that communication of letting it be a part of our life. Mm. And it goes back into, we are all here because of sex. (laughs) Why are we fighting this conversation? You know, and so it's like, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about the uncomfortable and it's okay. You know, and I think a lot of times with, with couples and relationships, you know, um, our stories that we have created, our upbringing holds us back in so many ways. And so when we can start talking about it in our relationships, it opens the dynamic of talking more about our desires, our fantasies, and just speaking into them and giving permission for them to be talked about. Mm. Um, Whether or not they're act on is one thing, right? Like a lot of times it's just like, oh, I have this, you know, uh, fantasy of having a, a threesome oh, cool. What does that look like? You know, and, and like, we don't always have faces or this and that, but it's just a fantasy. And so then speaking into that allows like, oh, well, actually I have a fantasy of, you know, you spanking me with a spatula. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that sounds fun. Maybe we can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, it starts like adding the opportunity to spice up things in our life too. It breaks that mundane and creates the ability to like bring in new things and talk about it and creating boundaries and learning like, what am I comfortable with? Well, what is actually the story I'm creating around it? Mm-hmm. You know, do I, do I want it? Or is this the story that I'm saying it's bad? Actually, I want it okay, cool. How can we, how can we create a container then? And then that's a part of it too, is creating a a container of allowing couples to play and explore into those areas that can be uncomfortable. Mm. And how do you coach people to set up, start to start setting up those containers or start having those conversations? Yes. So I think one is just literally like starting to talk a little bit more about sex. Um, I think sex toys are amazing. Um, and, and and it's, it's, so I would say in a relationship, it's more of, Hey, you know what? Something I'd like to really do is create like a time. I mean, I, I feel like in, in both relationships being like a man or a woman, like coming to it, if I had a partner that came was like, I want to have more sex. Cool. And, and you know what? I'm thinking, let's set up a container that we can play and explore in. And so really it's helping, you know, having that conversation of like, okay, what that, what does that look like? And, and that's, I, I like calling it exploration or sex exploration. Hmm. Um, I got that from uh, my sex coach mentor and and it's really creating this container where it's a space to play and explore and bring in um our wants our desires and there's other things that you can do right so there's self there's self exploration in discovery um you know i i typically tell couples to take the erotic blueprint which i think is um like i i call it the sex love languages Right. So they're going to learn their own sexual desires. Um, and then I have a will, won't, won't list um, that I got from my, my mentor that I have couples to go through and to like, look at like, here's the things that I'm yes to. Here's the things that I'm a no to. And here's the things that I'm a maybe to. Mm-hmm. And that, that just starts allowing the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It's opening it up. 
Um, and then, and then it is scheduling in that time of like, okay, well, let's take one of these over here, take one of these <laughs> over here and let's try it out. And that <laughs> container, that container is this space of like, oh, there can be those awkward moments, you know, like maybe, it, maybe you accidentally fart, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. maybe there's things that happen in our body system, but it's in a container where it feels safe. And it's like, ah, I see you. I accept this. This is okay. You can giggle and laugh about mm. it. And then you just get to continue to connect. Yeah. So you mentioned like schedule that in. So is that something that you, like would coach couples to do to so actually schedule in like their sex exploration or their time alone, their intimate time, uh, rather than trying to wait on spontaneity, especially um, when you have a house full of kids. Yes. <laughs> right. So, so, so it's, I, to me, I think of it as a both. And, um, I think, um, a lot of times in relationships, um, we can go into like, oh, well they'll initiate or she'll initiate, you know, like you know, there's that. And so the, the benefit of scheduling can actually be, this is our container to connect and having kids and this and that, that's when you plan to like, have them go to bed, Mm -hmm. have them go to a babysitter, like whatever, whatever that looks like, you get to navigate that in your relationship. But having that time is actually the container for you as a couple to connect with each other and spend intimate time. And sometimes it's, it's even sometimes allowing, like, it doesn't have to be about sex, right? We, we think about it, you know, um, as our society that sex is like, there's an outcome, there's an orgasm. And really to me, I look at like, how can you connect as human beings, being in a relationship and creating more intimacy? So taking away even the sex, part of like an orgasm and just like maybe it's just sitting on a couch and making out Mm. you know maybe maybe that is scheduling like I love having couples schedule in like bringing in new things into the relationship I think that's one container but I think there's a beautiful part of like in a relationship knowing that you have this part where you get to really connect with each other and And a lot of times too, they're like, well, you know, having a schedule can be mundane and it can get boring. And there's so many ways that you can play into that as far as, um, you know, you knowing, okay, I'm going to have sex, you know, or I'm going to connect with my partner on Tuesday at Hmm. 140 (laughs) in the afternoon. And you know what, in you know, in the morning beforehand, I'm going to, I'm going to text a sexy picture of Mm. me, you know, here, or I'm going to send a text being like, I can't wait for you to touch me. Mm. Right. Or like, oh, I'm thinking about, you know, your hard cock, you know, Mm. like there's, there's so many things that we can do to play into making what can seem boring and mundane into that time. And that brings up this, you know, intensity and it's more playfulness in our relationship. Yeah, it gives you a chance to have that anticipation mm-hmm. and build it up like, oh, I know what's happening at 140 today. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm about to get thrown on the bed. <laughs> yeah. How how do you how do you advise the people that you coach or that you work with? Um how do I question? How do I 
So how do you make it safe to, to ask for what you want, what you want, or even just to initiate, um, you know, having, you know, okay, I, I want to have like sex tonight, or can we do, can we do this, whatever that's going to be, um, in a way that's safe and kind of protects the person doing the asking from, from rejection. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I can, I can imagine, uh, I'm lucky enough. I don't think my partner's ever <laughs> rejected me in any way, shape or form, <laughs> but I can imagine that, you know, just the, that act of, of, you know, even if someone's just not feeling it for that night, um, on the other person on the other side, uh, you know, how do we keep protect ourselves from feeling rejected or having that stories of rejection when really your partner has just, just had a shitty day and, and isn't into it today. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, a lot of what you're saying, it's, it's, um, it's giving permission to speak into it. So, you know, going into a relationship, I can be like, Hey, you know, how you feeling? You know, like I can go into like wanting to have and initiate. And, and this was this, I mean, this happened a lot in my, my previous, you know, marriage was I would, I would initiate and then they weren't feeling into it. He wasn't feeling into it. And, and then for me, I made it about me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so looking at like when that happens, because, because it will, it can, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all not on the same thing, you know, and that's, I, I think that's part of the the playfulness of scheduling it too, is because you're actually creating the container to like be in it mm-hmm. and giving permission that like life happens. And sometimes you got to shift things and mm-hmm. sometimes you're not, you know, like but creating that container and agreement around it. Um, but you know, looking at like, you know, when I would get rejected, I made it about me. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with me. Oh, I'm not enough. Going into those like, you know, childhood wounds and limiting beliefs and, and really what I could have done and what I try to help is, is like, oh, okay, fine. Like we, we don't have to, that doesn't make things make or break things in the relationship would, what, what what's coming up for you? What are you experiencing right now? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to connect, you know, and, and maybe that is just sitting and laying together in bed or sitting on the couch and just having a conversation. And to me, that can be way better than actually having the, the physical side of intercourse, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is intimacy. That is into me, you see, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is those things. And so sometimes when we say no, or we're, we're rejected, it's, it's also an opportunity to like, how can I, okay, so this isn't this, like, it's not about me. It's actually, how can I connect with my partner even more? Mm-hmm. How can I be this space for them to talk to um, what's coming up and, and maybe they don't want to talk about it and that's okay. And it's like, okay, cool. Thank you for honoring your space. And you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to go watch some Netflix or I'm going to go and I'm going to make some dinner. You know, it's like giving that permission of them to be like, it's okay to say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with all of this, like, you, it took you a process to get to this point here. You've gone through, you were married for a while. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's been a journey. You grew up well, we've had conversations, we've grown up similarly where sex wasn't talked about. Um, so what small, bold actions have you been taking to get you to where you are today? Oh, I like this question. Um, I, I think a lot of it is being curious about my own sexuality, my own sensuality allowing myself to be curious about me because once I learn more about me, then I can communicate it to my partner, partners, whatever, whatever the dynamic of the relationship is. Um, I think um, self-masturbation is one of the most beautiful practices that men and women can have. We can learn about how we operate the things that we like and don't like, um, bringing in, you know, sex toys and starting to introduce those to myself. And then like having it as like conversation with a partner is like, it's, it's not that you're lacking anything. This is an enhancement. This is Mm. a playful thing. Right. And so just like slowly playing those little pieces together. But I think, you know, the biggest thing for myself is just learning my own anatomy, what I like and allowing myself to have a masturbation practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, with, with that as well, you have, are part of uh, wild, oh, wild awakened women. And that also is a big rebellion in a sense of working with women. Um, I, will you tell us more about that instead of me trying to <laughs> explain it? I love it. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, and so um, a lot of Wild Awakened Women, which is with uh, my business partner, Lindsay, um, we, we've both gone through some similar life experiences. Um, you know, we were married, we were doing this like traditional thing, Um, and then, you know, her story, my story is similar and different, but basically we ended up in divorce and a lot of it was, uh, this disconnect of our intuition, tapping into who we are as women and the way that we both, you know, different timing in our lives, but the way that we both did that, um, was through dancing. Mm -hmm. We, we started, you know, we, and it's funny, we both did pole dancing um, and we started going to pole classes and learning to like, oh, let me tap into this expression of like being a woman and it's okay to like feel sexy and to move. And, and for me, similar to her, but for me, the more I tapped into that, the more expressed I felt too. And so really a lot of wild awakened women is about let's tap into who you are as this woman. And, and we get to rebel on all these stories of, I have to be a good little girl. Mm. Oh, um, you know, don't, you know, don't say anything nice if you can't say anything at all. Right. Mm. Like all these things that we have been taught and put down, you know, from generations to generations, right. It's ancestral. It's like, no, what do you want to do and how do you want to express yourself? Let's look into these parts of us that we actually 
are scared of, you know, that's going into that shadow, those things that come up, that's having the difficult conversations, that's bringing into like, it's, it's giving permission of being so sovereign into who you are as a woman that it becomes wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild woman. You just <laughs> never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun and it's playful and all of that. Like there's, there can be so much deep work into it. And also at the same time, it can be very fun and playful to learn more about who you are. And that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Learn more about yourself, have fun and play, right? Connect mm-hmm. with people, you know? So, I mean, wild, wild woman, really is just is the the pirate woman right and so what is what does being a wild woman mean to you like what does that mean mm. hmm. to me a wild woman is knowing who she is connecting so deeply to who she is and expressing that in in a way that creates this like little ripple subtle disturbance Mm. wave to where as it goes further out it has this huge or bigger impact and then it gets to come back Mm. and then it continues right it's like this like I'm 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 here I know who I am I'm stable in this pole and I'm going to do a little wave and impact all these other things. I'm going to disrupt here and there. I'm going to do some things that are different and uncommon, but I'm also at the same time, I'm going to bring people back in to connect Mm -hmm. and to help them do the same for themselves because it's all going to look different for, you know, us as humans. And so it's really just giving permission for people, men and women Um, especially for women, you know, for me, but it's like giving permission to be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. um, You know, we we haven't shared this story yet, but this podcast was almost named uh, running with wolves Mm -hmm. um, because (laughs) of the book, um, you know, running with wolves, right? <laughs> Women who run the wolves. And I know from even just your Instagram um, that that book has had um, a huge impact on, on your life as it, as it has um, in my own life. And I was wondering if you would just share a, a few thoughts about that book and, um, and w- how that may have influenced, you know, wild <laughs> awakening women. <laughs> You know, it's, it's so, it's so crazy. Um, you know, sometimes when there's those little moments where you're like connecting the dots and it's like, oh my goodness. So I, I downloaded the book on my iPad, Mm. you know, women who run with the wolves years ago, a few years ago. And I started reading it and, and just like, you know, happens with books. Sometimes it's like the timing isn't Mm -hmm. right and correct. Um, it was, you know, after I met Lindsay, my business partner, um, she was like, Ashley, this book. And I was like, you know what? I've had this book. She was like, read it. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I will read it, <laughs> you know? And um, then, you know, it's so funny too, because as we were, we, we started our Wild Awakened Women actually was 
originally it evolved in a lot of ways, but originally became, you know, like we, when we started, it was a connection of helping women connect back to who they are post-divorce. And, and then it's evolved since then of being just like helping women connect to who they are, Mm -hmm. you know, in all aspects of relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, But for us, it, it originally started in that divorce and, and she was like, this book really like helps me through and let's do a book club. And so I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm doing a book club in a group. Might as well read the book, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And um, I struggled actually. Um, And this is something I share too with people that I recommend it with um, is, you know, the first couple of chapters are like, it's deep. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Get through the first couple of chapters. Mm Because since then, I like that book, and it's so crazy because what I'm going through in my life, I go and read that book, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> so many parallels that are happening. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. But the essence of what I really love about it is, and, and you know, this too, both of you, is it's the life death life cycle. Yes. It is, we have life and then something dies and then there is a new creation from it. And it is the cycle. And it just gives so many different ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, um, I skipped ahead because we're doing a rage retreat, um, you know, in later this month. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like there's, there's sections about rage, right? And it's, it's giving permission to, to be able to, you know, and and this is part of it being pirate and all of that is like, these are our emotions. This is our human experience. These aren't bad things. It's learning to sit and be with it and not necessarily like try to navigate around it, but it's, it's how can I sit with it and how can I learn from it and then use it and, and grow with it because anger, rage, you know, sadness, hurt, all this stuff is going to come into our lives all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, I just, I just think that book is such a huge teacher in how to be the most expressive woman Mm -hmm. for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first time I, well, I, same thing. I had that book and I tried read, started reading it and you're right. The timing wasn't right. And I went through a, a rough, period with my health and with some loss in my life. And uh, my partner and I went to Mexico and I was sitting by the pool and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try reading this. And, uh, man, there there was one story that I read and I'm sitting by the pool in Mexico at a resort, just bawling my eyes out, like just tears streaming down my face. And that was the right moment for me. I needed that story. And it really was about that life, death, life cycle that really hit me and um, really had a huge impact on me in that moment. And then I'm like, okay, now I see what everyone's talking about. And then, you know, I devoured that book and multiple times it still lives on my nightstand uh, right next to my bed because you never, you never know when there's, like you said, when something comes up for you in life and you're like, I'm going to reread that chapter and that story because it just seems so poignant and so um, timely that I just need to, I need a refresher in my mind. I need need this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so funny. Like, I mean, I have a conversation with Lindsay about it. I'm like, 
I'm fucking reading this chapter and this is all this that's happening right now. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh. And she's like, I told you so. You know, it's like, <laughs> she's like, I told you. And that's like, I think to me, that's the beauty of like a book that has so much love and intent of helping women mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. ourselves really being them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a book of like, when you need me, you can come to me as a resource. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really interested and I've seen some of your posts and you mentioned it. I'm really interested to hear more about this rage retreat because I mean, that sounds super pirate. Like most people go to a retreat to like, Oh, we're going to have a calming, nice, you know, <laughs> let's all talk about positivity and happiness. So tell me about this rage retreat. It sounds amazing. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, and, and so is Lindsay and a lot of it. Um, so the root of what it came from, um, we were having a group call and it was, um, we we had a divorce group call and so it was women who were going through a divorce um and um we're just having a conversation and she realized like there's there's a lot of anger in in women you know and i think um just just in general as humans you know we have have this rage and so really that came from the conversation that we had on this group call. And she was like, let's do a rage retreat that allows women to release this emotion that can be so stuck and that could be really scary about. And, and then from that, you know, it, we, we, we do call it a rage retreat. It is focused on anger and it's also about all the other emotions. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's about meeting the emotion. And this, this is a big part of like, you know, you, you've read the book, both of you have read the book, Women Who Run With Wolves is, you know, it's about meeting the emotion and being with it and learning and te- like learning from it. And then how can I move forward? And so the rage retreat is, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the woods, nowhere, I don't know, Oregon. Kristen, you may know where it's at. I don't know where it's at. Southern um, Oregon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's this little small cabin. Um, we have no running water, so we actually have to bring our own water. Uh, it's a porterhouse, like the porterhouse. That's not right. Porter potty. There we go. Um, outhouse. Outhouse. Yes. There yeah. we go. It's there's an outhouse. I think porterhouse is a steak. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm also, hungry. So also should bring those. <laughs> bring some steaks. Right? <laughs> um, it has electricity. So it has like, you know, it's, it's glamping. Um, but then it's in the middle of the woods. Um, cell service, it's not there, right? So there's no cell service. It's meadows. There's also this lava rock. And the idea is like really to strip away these distractions, these things that we can be so connected with and allowing ourselves to just Hmm. to feel we're creating some experiences to like tap into it you know but it's 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 feeling and being in nature uh we're gonna have like some fire ceremonies we're gonna throw Mm -hmm. shit we're gonna scream (laughs) we're gonna dance like there's so many things that we have in in there but really the essence of it is is sitting with those feelings and being with them and then learning how to use them and move them and we, we call it rage because, you know, 
that's a fun name, mm-hmm. but it really, it's also sadness, you know, mm-hmm. that comes apart, you know, of, of our rage. It's, it's hurt. It's pain. It's all these things that, that we've slowly let our, you know, like we, we call it a, you know, cut by a thousand, whatever, you know, it's <laughs> like this, like moments of like, oh, I didn't speak into that. Oh, I allowed this to be okay. You know, oh, I did this. Oh, I did this. And so, so it's like being in those and we have a, we have an exercise that we're going to go through your lifetime. Mm. And when were those moments, you know, um, and you may know this in the book, this was the idea, you know, it's, it's taking those moments of like, when did I not do this? When did I let things be okay? When did I not speak into this? And it's like taking those moments and just being like, oh, thank you for the lessons you taught me. And also I'm really angry, you know, I'm really sad. And so, yeah, yeah. So the rage is just, you know, a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I feel like as women, especially we were, we're taught not to feel our rage, our anger. Mm -hmm. And even just working with some of my clients, um, you know, I always, not always, I often um, suggest car screaming. I discovered screaming in my car. Yes, I I love that. (laughs) I'm like, as you're driving, you have no passengers. I'm like, be warned, the people in the car next to you will hear you. Don't give a fuck (laughs) about it. Um, and I remember discovering that I don't even know where I heard about it, but the first time I start, I was frustrated and I was angry and I started screaming in my car and I screamed and screamed and I screamed for so long. I had no voice left and it was, it was such a powerful like thing to go through because I hadn't expressed my anger and rage that way before. Um, and, uh, so I like, man, I can't wait for these borders to open up and, um, your next rage retreat, you know, I am, I am there or we're going to bring it to Canada because Kristen and I joke that as Canadians, we put all our rage into the Canadian geese. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I think we need to start feeling some of that rage ourselves and expressing it. So we're going to bring that rage retreat to all of these nice, polite Canadians up here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and. I mean, that's really, you know, like, um, this, this is our first retreat and, and we see this as being, um, really our, our, you know, signature thing that we do because it is giving permission. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. those, and, and it's really like, there's different ways to release all these emotions and, and it's a navigation of like, here's what can work. Here's what can work. Here's what can work. Right. Mm -hmm. I love like you're saying. I, I have done the whole car and screaming in it and it is, it is amazing. <laughs> yes. If you're it's listening a- right now and you're angry about anything, hit pause <laughs> on the podcast, go scream in your car. <laughs> You'll feel great. Come back and, and catch so the good. end of this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, even buckle yourself up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> get ready, you know, and it's so fun to like, you know, bang on the steering wheel, mm-hmm. put on some rage music, you know, like mm-hmm. put on some music, crank it up, just scream mm-hmm. and it feels so good. Make sure you're parked <laughs> on all that stuff. And if you want to scream while you're driving, just, you know, be safe. 
<laughs> do it at the red lights. That's what I like to do. <laughs> Pedestrians yeah. walking by and you're like, ah. <laughs> they're like, wait, what's happening? Do you have she's a favorite? <laughs> she's pirate. Do you have a favorite song to rage to? Mm, you know, I'm like, let me look at my song list because, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you mine. I definitely Ooh. have a favorite. Um, it's uh, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Ooh. Great song to rage to. Also great song to have sex to. So, you know, <laughs> take it as you will. Go to the place. I'm taking notes. Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, man. Um, it's so funny. Like, I, I go into when I want to rage, I go into, like, more, like, sadder songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that I just discovered the other day is, um, not okay. Not to be okay is by, um, mm. uh, Marshmallow mm. and some other little artists with, with them, but it's, it was like, ah, oh, it's okay. Not to be okay. I'm fucking mad. <laughs> you know? So it's like, there's a lot of times where like, sometimes I'll typically go into more like sad songs or mm. like, you know, slower songs and again, sad, but then I'm also like, no, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to hit things and, and be all this, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, well, where can our listeners go to find out more about you and uh, about Wild Awakened Women and your rage retreat? Where's a great place for them to go? Yeah, so um, Instagram is our, you know, my uh, main area. So for me, um, it's ashley.d.mays on Instagram. And then uh, with Wild Awakened Women, it's wild underscore awakened underscore women um there's there's a lot of you know cross sharing and all that in in that um but but yeah I do I do more of like my own journey and um communication stuff and relationship and then wild awakened women is more about tapping into that feminine power still comes into mine too and so so it plays into a big you know um, communication contribution side of things. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now the most important question of all, <laughs> do you know any good pirate jokes? I, I knew that was coming up. And, and when I, when I did the, um, you know, the interview scheduling, uh, I had to look it up. This one, this one's really good. I thought it was really good, and and I'm bringing it back up. The question, the the joke is: How do pirates know they are? How? They think, therefore, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. The best thing about pirate jokes is they are always, always corny. It's so, it's so I was like, I read that. I was like, this is the best. I'm just I'm putting this one in there and I'm remembering. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, no matter what, you're like, wow, that was bad. And I don't laugh. Anyways. It's very so so this isn't a pirate joke, but this is another joke. And it's one of those ones where it's like a sympathy laugh. And um it's like, what does one crazy person say to another crazy person? What? What? 
well, hold on. Let me. <laughs> I actually know what I said. I'm like, oh, I messed up. What does one crazy person say to another crazy person when they have to go to the bathroom? Oh, what? what? <laughs> Do you want a peanut? <laughs> so bad. That's terrible. That's part <laughs> is you messed it up. So. <laughs> I know the fact that I messed up the whole part it makes it better. But yeah, so so that's that's my go-to joke actually. Um, and now it. now I have a pirate joke to go to. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been awesome, Ashley. It's been so good talking to you um, and finding out all the stuff that's going on with you and what you re- what you're bringing to the world. Um, so yeah, I want to thank you for coming on our show. And um, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for having me um excited for for what y'all are doing too and like just getting these fun things out into the world this like pirate rebellious like playful life yeah totally awesome well thank you very much mm-hmm. and uh yeah we will talk to you soon bye, bye. bye. Love thank you for listening to pirate living podcast If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcasts to keep up on the latest community news and find out about our coaching programs. And until next time, keep creating good trouble.